Hi, GLers around the world. This is Garage Logic Podcast number 206, August 8, 2019. 96 degrees on this day on three occasions 1894, 1914, and 2010 when we finally had Aquaside available to keep beaches free of weeds. And 47 degrees on this day in 1888. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Let me assure you I get it on the black powder weaponry. Home. Right. <laughs> no, I, I, I've seen the light. I understand. Uh, I, I like Jay's thoughts, and I also appreciate the thoughts of the GLers who point out uh, the following. Hail the Flashlight King. Hail you. Uh, while ruminating on your thoughtful contributor's proposal on uh, conversion from modern to black powder weapons, it occurred to me that the proposition is very euphorian. Uh, and I think the emailer, uh, Rick in Duluth, is correct. Euphorians would have us abandon modern modes of travel to centuries-old forms, gasoline-powered vehicles to bicycles and walking. This transition would help save the planet, uh, supposedly. Jay suggests that going to black powder weapons would save lives. In both cases, turning away from the technical advances is supposed to benefit humanity. However, the analogy doesn't go far enough. Going to black powder seems to fill a need or desire, but results in other problems. There is uh, air, lead, and noise pollution to contend with. These can be alleviated by going to archery, or better yet, spears. After all, Native Americans managed to put meat on the table for centuries with these implements. Arrows and spears relate well to bicycles and feet. It's all euphorian thinking. It's regressive and fails to address the real issue of intolerance and lack of respect for the dignity of human life. Good luck, Rick Kineski in Duluth. He's absolutely correct. That doesn't diminish Jay's thoughts because Jay was thoughtful. This guy's thoughtful. And I am, I, uh, am an entirely, I'm entirely pleased with how thoughtful GLers have been on this whole topic. I don't think since we have switched to podcast form, mm-hmm. we have received the amount of feedback we've received on this particular topic. Yeah, and all civil. Yeah, yes, yes. But all, well, all for the civil. Most part. Uh, I, this, this, can't be, uh, this can't be entirely positive today. She's not going to be. Well, well it's going to be an almost positive Thursday. Not even a close enough, maybe. Oh. I got some positivity, but <laughs> on the way in here, I was listening to CNN radio. All right. Uh, I, pres- I I imagine what I was listening to is what viewers were also watching and hearing. I was getting whatever was on CNN television at the time, and whoever the anchor was cut to a uh, correspondent in Iowa, uh, and then they vented about the climate. All right. And the guy in Iowa said, 75% of the earth is paved and deforested. And I thought, no, that uh, that really can't be the case because 71% of the earth is water. So it's not 75% of the earth has been paved and deforested. Uh, we don't know that. 71% of the earth's surface is water. Humans occupy 10% of the land in, in, the, in the world. But because there are roads and bridges and airplanes and railroad tracks, you know, 80, 80% of the, of the population of the earth are well connected. But 10% of the land uh, is occupied by humans. And the rest is covered by Freddie Smoot. The rest is covered by Freddie Smoot. Uh, the, the part that's so uh, unbelievably not positive today, and it can't go without being mentioned, although I can, I, I can find some positivity in it. Are you aware that Universal Pictures has a new movie coming out called The Hunt? Mm-hmm. You are? Yep. Uh <sighs> <sighs> You have thoughts, I, I, uh, I imagine. Well, it's rich people who take a private jet to some ranch and then they shoot deplorables. Yep. They shoot, they shoot people. Uh, how, how could... Is there a better sign of our collapse than Universal being this tone deaf to announce this movie now? Have you, um, have you seen the trailer for said movie? I did not. The first time I saw the trailer, I, I believe I saw it online. And I had my thought was, really, we're we're gonna do this right now? 
Or, the, or at any point. It doesn't make sense to, to release a movie like this at any point. A new film from Universal and produced by the people behind the Purge franchise called The Hunt is being slammed on social media with many taking to Twitter and calling the film's premise beyond sick and disturbing. The film, which stars Betty Gilpin and Hilary Swank, sees wealthy thrill-seekers jet off to a private resort where they embark on a deeply rewarding expedition that culminates with hunting down and killing deplorables. The hunt, which initially was going to be called Red State versus Blue State, is billed as a satire that follows wealthy thrill-seekers as they take a private jet to a five-star resort where they embark on a deeply rewarding expedition that involves hunting down and killing deplorables. Universal is releasing a horrific movie about hunting down people called The Hunt. They pulled the ads, but they have not stopped its release. Absolutely irresponsible and fosters hate in killing people who don't believe the same as the hunters. Hollywood, be shamed. A Twitter user wrote, I, I'm, I'm speechless. I, I really am. Uh, well, and the shame of it is, Joe, the shame of it is. this. Think of how many layers this idea had to get through in order to get to production and be executed. Think about that. Humans being hunted is an old is old in literature. Uh, I can't think of the most famous one. But uh, as recently as last year, Lee Child's latest book, Past Tense, was was vaguely this theme, where Jack Reacher uh, stumbles upon a, a, a remote a rural motel and ultimately comes to discover that the people running the motel have kept uh, two customers captive and have put the word out to their clients, and rich people fly in, and then these two uh, hotel clients are released, and then the people that have flown in are, are have paid big money to hunt them. Okay. But it had nothing to do with politics. Uh, Lee Child was not intending that the two represented deplorables. It was just another... It was just another uh, way for Jack Reacher to get bad guys because Jack uh, stumbles upon this plot. And then, of course, he takes care of everything. Uh, so the, the idea of people hunting people is not is not new, unfortunately. But th- this is this is taking it to a new level where, uh, you know, liberal elites, I guess, mm-hmm. would pay a certain fee and they could shoot the likes of us. And think of who's because I'm not in their club. And who and who's who's presenting it? The club. Mm-hmm. The we're, we're so much better. We're going to teach you how to live. We're going to fly around on private jets to preach about global warming <sighs> and climate change. It's it's. Uh, I told you I couldn't get too positive about that. Is it ironic? Is that the word? Yeah, yeah. It's it's called the hunt. Uh, America could really show. We could show ourselves something as Americans. And it, it'll never happen by absolutely uh, refusing uh, to see this movie. I don't want to use the word boycott or ban. I'm not using those words. I'm saying if everyone came to their senses in this country, no one would pay one dollar to Universal for for having produced this. This or and and think about this. We we had the story a week or two ago. The woman that saw the plates at the department store, mm-hmm. and she sent out one single tweet. One mm-hmm. woman did, and was it Macy's? I forget the I forget the the uh, the store, the chain of stores. They removed every single uh, item that that represented immediately. Well, this, that won't happen with this movie. Of course, it won't because it's put out by the left, and they'll be they'll be deaf to the cries of disdain that they're going to face but wouldn't it be fascinating wouldn't it be fantastic if the movie going public just ignored it wouldn't that be wonderful yes that would be a real boost to our national psyche i think if the movie going public completely ignored that movie and did not spend one nickel Mm -hmm. to go see it spend your money instead at ecofund motorsports in forest lake they they got a back to school sale for scooters get on one Get, I'm telling you, if you're a college kid, high school kid, these scooters are amazing. They're by Lance and uh, SYM. They're the best affordable scooters on the market. Two-year warranty, free delivery. The product is perfect for high school and college kids who need something to scoot around campus or sports practices. And boy, are you cheating the man because on my Yamaha scooter, because uh, EcoFun sells full line of Yamaha products, I get uh, 75 miles for about a buck and a half, and I'm cheating the man. I love it. I love it. Uh, for the legal age requirement, 49cc scooters is 15 years old, and uh, these are they get 120 miles per gallon. You're not the kid's not going to beg you for any money. 
Uh, I'm telling you, it's a back-to-school sale at EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake, where there's also a full line of uh, youth ATVs, youth snowmobiles, you name it. Uh, Race Star 49cc, $12.99. A Cabo 50, $18.99. A Havana Classic 50, $19.99. And a Soho 50, $19.99. That is really affordable transportation. EcoFun Motorsports, downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61, or EcoFunMotorsports.com. Dark thought. Yep. You know, the flip side of what you were presenting beforehand? Yep. It'll really show us something else if this becomes the number one movie at the box office. That's, that's a, that, that is a dark thought. That's when we'll know just how far down the slide we have slid in this society. Because our culture is broken it's right now. It's not in it. And I, I understand, and I, I would hope GLers would know that I've all along realized this is not a gun problem. It's a cultural decline problem and a lack of respect for life problem. Mm-hmm. It's disheartening to look around the world and to see the, the lack of respect for life. Life mm-hmm. is cheap. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be, but it's become cheap. Positivity. Come on, come on, come on. Here we go. From, uh, who's this from? Dr. Joel Myers, AccuWeather founder and CEO. Heat waves are not an indication of global warming. Wow. Uh Uh-huh. That's not me. That ain't your right-wing talk show host. Nope. This here's a doctor. (laughs) First and most important, we warn people all the time in plain language on our apps and on AccuWeather.com about the dangers of extreme heat as well as the hazards. Furthermore, that is the reason we developed and patented the AccuWeather Real Feel Temperature and our recently expanded AccuWeather Real Feel Temperature Guide to help people maximize their health, safety, and comfort. They go on to say that uh, melting icebergs, for example, do not contribute uh, to an increase in sea level any more than the melting ice cubes in your glass of iced tea. How about a big block of ice at the state fair right, in the, right there on the sidewalk? Old Will Steger. <laughs> Will, it's August. Right. It's, it's, it's going to melt. It's going to melt. And, and uh, I really... Really am surprised that you thought you could get that one by the old mayor. <laughs> Talking about Will Steger a few years ago, he came uh, out and joined us at the fair, and he, he brought a block of ice because he wanted to t- teach me about global warming. I don't know what he accomplished. I don't think he accomplished anything. Look at that there. It's Melton. Cleveland Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield gaining more fans every day. Do you hear what he did? I, I miss this. And I'm a Baker Mayfield guy. I like Baker. Several servicemen were in attendance at Brown's training camp and through an, and an autograph session with team members was supposed to end and Mayfield was told to get off the field, but he didn't. He stayed. He signed items for every single military member that until they were done. is cool. He said, I'm not leaving yet. Isn't that nice? That's cool. Mayfield also took several photo, photos with those in uniform. While Mayfield has been criticized as outlandish for some of his antics on the field, he has quickly become a fan favorite with some of his latest stunts. The second-year player was seen at a Cleveland Indians game over the weekend and shotgunned a beer using his teeth (laughs) while he was up on the video board. (laughs) I mean, he held the rim of the can in his teeth. Yeah, so you did see the video. (laughs) I did not. Oh, oh, you did. It's It's pretty great. With Mayfield under center and the Browns with new stars on both sides of the field, the expectations are high that the team will not only make the playoffs, but make a deep run. But good for uh, Baker Mayfield. Yeah, he does some things on the field that, that irk people the wrong way. I just think he's a guy that plays hard. Mm-hmm. He's, but that's I'm glad to hear that. That's really That shows me more of his character than anything that he does to rub people the wrong way on the field. Terry Scott alerts me to this. <laughs> Speaking of ice, melting ice. NBC News promoted a new idea to mitigate rising seas. Build more icebergs with a fleet of ice-making submarines. This is real. This ain't the onion. No. NBCNews.com reported the audacious plan on August 6th, writing, Designers in Indonesia have offered up what may be the most audacious plan yet. They propose building ice-making submarines that that would ply polar waters and pop out icebergs to replace melting flows. It called rising seas one of the most worrisome consequences of climate change and traced the threat to the problem of melting icebergs. A fleet of the ice-making subs operating continuously could create enough of the 25-meter-wide ice babies to make a larger ice sheet, according to NBC. The only criticism in the story was from climate alarmists concerned about the feasibility of the iceberg-making sub idea. University of Colorado's Director of National Snow and Ice Data Center, Mark Searcy, said... 
What are you going to do? Put out a flotilla of 10,000 submarines? He also asked who would build them, how much energy they would cost, and what forms of energy they would run on. Uh, NBC conveniently neglected research that cast doubt on the idea that melting icebergs have anything to do with rising sea levels. President of the International Sea Level Institute, John Englander, wrote, Why melting icebergs don't affect sea levels in 2018. As icebergs melt and the water warms back into the normal ocean temperature range above 39 degrees Fahrenheit, the density increases, reducing the volume. As a result, the actual melting of ice does not add to the level of water, regardless whether the liquid is your glass of iced tea or the ocean. Though it does defy intuition and seems perplexing, it is truly one of nature's phenomena. Thank you. Great positive. Oh, we'll wait, be back. Wait a minute. Wait yeah. a minute. The president of what? Well, he's the got international. A, we got a sea level guy here. The International Sea Level Institute. Right. Hey, where's your kid going these days? Uh, he's going to the International uh, Sea Level Institute. <laughs> he's uh, over at Isley. He's going to measure. So I've been touting uh, the great, great products at Moeller Jewelers, the great watches, diamonds, rings, earrings, necklaces, uh, and I do insist it's the best place to buy your fine jewelry. It's also the best place to sell if you're uh, so inclined. Jewelry, diamonds, colored gemstones, you sell, they buy. The folks at Moeller's have been buying pre-owned diamonds, gemstones, estate, and antique jewelry and vintage watches for more than 40 years. They are the expert's expert. Their customers have a great appetite for all things pre-owned. Estate jewelry is pretty cool. I've looked at it at Moeller's. Uh, and uh, Moeller's always looking for diamonds, watches, and jewelry to fill that need. Give the people at Moeller's an opportunity to show that you are not only the best place to buy your, they're not only the best place to buy your watches and jewelry, but the best place to sell your pre-owned watches and jewelry. RF Moeller, 50th in France in Edina, Ford in Cleveland, in St. Paul, Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis, or online at rfmoller.com. I told you I couldn't be all positive. And I found something that's deeply disturbing and plays into what I believe to be uh, the decline of culture Mm -hmm. in general. A new survey says young Americans trust professors more than they trust military, police, or church leaders. Oh, my God. That's really instructive. Wow. It's from the Pew Research Center. It reports that younger Americans trust their college professors more than they trust the military, police, and church. Older Americans, however, have more trust in public servants than they do in college educators. The survey, which was published uh, Tuesday, was part of a study called Trust and Distrust in America. The Pew Center conducted the study in 2018 on a sample group of 10,618 Americans from four different age groups, 18 to 29, 30 to 49, 50 to 64, and 65 plus. According to those findings, 74% of those in the 18 to 29 age bracket trusted college professors, while just 69% trusted the military, 67% trusted police officers, and 50% trusted religious leaders. Is that, or I'll wait till you're done, then I'll ask my question. The Pew Center also reported that Americans under 30 are substantially less, uh, uh, the printer didn't do that. The study also uh, reported that about 70% of young adults are confident in the U.S. military compared with 81% of those in the 30 to 49 age bracket, 90% of those in the 50 to 64 age bracket, and 92% of those over age 65. Campus Reform reported that 81% of adults between the ages of 30 and 49, 90% of adults between the ages of 50 to 64, and 92% of adults age 65 and older responded that they trusted members of key institutions. Older Americans say they trusted police officers more than the polls, younger counterparts by an 18-point margin, and trusted religious leaders by a 21-point margin. Young adults in the survey reported that they trust educators by a margin of 11 points over older people. Uh, So in other words... Yes, your question. They're brainwashed. Yep. Well, my my question was going to be, you know, we talk often on this show about the decline of participation with religion. You know, numbers of families are not going to church anymore. I'm I'm close with the Lutheran pastor, and he said his church has seen a sharp decline over the last, just the last five years alone. So I wonder if it's an exposure thing, just because 
people aren't going to church anymore. Do you think that has a lot to do with it, just because they're not even involved with church? Yeah, and part of it is because uh, uh, worshiping uh, the, the theology of climate change is often replaced in the genuine theological pursuit of being true to your faith. Right. Is this the Lutheran pastor who throws? Yes, the pitcher, the, the pitching preacher, the pitching preacher. Mm-hmm. And he oh, now he's here. This is interesting. Okay, so I'll tell you another fact. I believe I already mentioned him. Is it a uh, rural Lutheran church? Well, it's Faribault. It's it's a well, town that's of not 20... close to, That's not close to the country's tallest building. No, it's a town of twenty thousand people. Yeah, and he's noticing a decline in his parish. A pretty sharp decline, actually. Does he ever talk to you about what he attributes that to? Uh Stuff that I can share, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a uh, a shift in uh, residents in the city. A of, demographic shift? A demographic shift okay. in, this, in the city. We've seen... Uh, Older folks that are no longer with us that were that were members right. that 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 has something to do with it. But just a lot of people that once did go to church are just choosing not to anymore. Well, my friend, the uh, so it's a combination of all three, is I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say. I've told you before, my friend, the uh, mortician. Yeah. Uh, oh, this stat. Yes. N- I don't remember the percentage, but the the funerals now associated with a church are few. And far between. He said I, something around 70%. Yeah, few and far between. That's that's amazing. That's amazing to me. How cool will this be? Notes, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey. And I'm fascinated by this because I just drove by Dyersville. Do you know that next summer the Yankees and White Sox yeah. are going to play at the Field of Dreams? This is cool. That is amazing. That's the uh, movie set for the movie Field of Dreams, shot in 1988 in Dyersville, Iowa. Did you drive by the just, field? Yeah, just when drove, you were there? drove by it the, a couple of weeks ago on the way to Dubuque. It's it's cool. The venue will feature more seating than it did in the movie when Ray Kinsella, a corn farmer played by Kevin Costner, included a small bleacher section on the first base side of the field that he carved out of a cornfield. Uh Later this month, MLB will begin construction on a temporary 8,000-seat ballpark on the site. Uh, remaining in all its cinematic glory will be the cornfield in the outfield, whence emerged eight actors portraying the band players from the 1919 White Sox, led by Joe Jackson, and the adjacent red barn and two-story white clapboard house. All right, let me, I have a question. Let's see. In recent years... Major League Baseball has played regular season games in Fort Bragg, North Carolina, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and Omaha, Nebraska, in addition to international venues, including London this year. The Field of Dreams site for an MLB game was suggested uh, as far back as 2013 and 2015. The Dyersville Field has operated as a tourist destination since the movie became one of the most popular baseball films ever made. MLB will need to reconfigure the outfield dimensions for the game between the Yankees and White Sox. I was going to say, they're going to hit a few dingers. Because the corn begins 280 feet from home plate. (laughs) That was what I was going to say. You're going to have to mow down some corn. (laughs) Is there a date for this? You know what? uh, Is there a date for the game? Yes, it's August 13th, I believe, of 2020. Uh, Now, does MLB eat the costs? Oh, I would assume so. In other words, either the White Sox or the Yankees are giving up a home gate. Well, if it's probably the, the White Sox, if it's the Sox, eight thousand is about what they would get for a home game. Oh no, they've been drawing well. Really? Oh yeah. Not. I mean, I I have kids. I used to have who go to Sox games. Oh, they're 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 doing better than eight thousand a game. What was that? So it's two eighty to left and two eighty to right. Two eighty to center. <laughs> so it's about the same as Yankee Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to get our team to play a game there a couple of years ago. Yeah. The problem is when you're sanctioned by the state of Minnesota, it's a lot of a lot of paperwork to get yourself done. I, well, I included a town ball story today. That's yeah. positive. Well, I I almost I almost begged for it, didn't you I? Kind of did. Where in the hell is everybody? I don't know. This is this is odd. This is the first time it's just the two of us today. Kenny's whacking rats somewhere. Yeah, he's up there doing something. Heights playing his guitar. Yep. I don't know what Rookie's doing. Yeah, he, he just vanished. Uh, Richard Hall says, I suddenly feel the need to increase my cylinder index, and he's referring to a movie I will see, Ford versus oh, Ferrari. yeah, this looks cool. <laughs> now does it look cool. This is something I believe you're going to have to see in the theater. Oh, I will. I'll have to see this in the theater. I can't wait till I can't wait for the net, Nettleflex. Is this the one that we watched the trailer for yes. out here? You, yes. you and Kenny? Yes. He's taking the... Yeah. Okay. I, it's just fantastic. 
watch my mouth. Where my mouth at? Right next to your hand there, brah. Right there. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. You can find it. I got a lot of kids in town today. Oh. You cannot stop that. Uh, through the you weekend. Make a move. And I don't know if Jones my sister is aware of this or not, but I intend to deposit them out there and uh, to swim. Oh, in, you in White get Bear because they've used Aquaside and it's fantastic. The beach is clean, the water's high on White Bear, and Aquaside products always come through to keep your beach clean. They've been doing this for more than sixty years. Uh, Aquaside products are easy to use; they work right away. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, and their products are completely safe for you, the fish, the water, and your family. There's no need to let your lake and pond get overtaken by weeds this summer. Call Aquaside today. There's a lot of summer left. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. It's simple. You get those pellets, you fan them out over the weed area, and uh, bing, bang, boom. The kids quit complaining. Shipping is free, and they ship the same day that they get the order. You know what they got to do? Hmm. They got to go to the lake. Well, as I say, I don't know if she's aware of this, but we're going to show up at the lake. Whether you want to I was or lucky not. enough to grow up on a lake, on White Bear Lake. Yeah. And I've, I've told the story before, but I just find it so charming. One of my favorite teachers that I ever had was a guy named Brother Leonard. Mm-hmm. And we called him Brother Bus. He drove the bus for the sports teams, and he sure. drove. So, and he had a brass belt buckle with a bus on it. He just loved buses. He loved, he, he was a bus. He's a bussy. And so, in a, on a summer Sunday, uh, it would be quite frequent that a busload of Christian brothers would show up at our house. And the old man would get advanced word and go, oh, Judas Priest, i got to make a run to Wisconsin. And he'd come back, you know, with three cases of old Pfeiffer or something. <laughs> and, and, uh, and then the brothers would go out boating and swimming, but not Brother Bus. Really? He stayed back on the road. And just circled his bus. He had a rag in his hand, and he'd polish a little spot, and then he'd check the mirrors and polish the mirrors. And I'd go out and say, "Brother, you want anything?" And he'd say, "No, I'm good. I'm good." Really? Yeah. I've never heard that story before. And I went. I went to his funeral. Plain pine box they they use. He was a hell of a guy. Was it just the, very knowledgeable about the Civil War? Was it a very just simplistic lifestyle he led, or he was he fearful of the water? Why did he not want to go out? I just I just think he. Uh, thought his role was to be the bussy. You know what he did? He followed procedure. He followed procedure. Uh, the Beatles caused a traffic delay 50 years ago today. That's right, Abbey Road. When they shot Abbey Road album cover. It says their iconic Abbey Road album oh, cover, but I'd have to foghorn that. that. Hundreds of fans of the uh, Beatles gathered Thursday at a crosswalk in London's St. John's Wood neighborhood, immortalized on the Abbey Road album cover to recreate the cover photo a half century after it was taken. Uh, at 11.35 a.m. on August 8, 1969, Ian McMillan photographed John, Paul, George, and Ringo striding single file across the black and white zebra crossing outside Abbey Road Studios where a police officer stopped traffic. The Beatles' Abbey Road cover was shot 50 years ago, uh, uh, became one of the most famous images in music history, and then fans went there today and blocked traffic. Okay, I I did this photo. You did? With uh, my kids. Oh, how neat. What a special, special experience for the whole family. Well, you know, uh, we went the wrong way. We, <laughs> we, uh, we crossed in the... See how the Beatles are crossing that way? See that picture? They were going... From the cover? They are going east. We you were, guys went west. We were going west. <laughs> and, uh, I love this <laughs> What At what point... Did you come to the realization that the, the kids were facing the wrong way? When uh, <laughs> when we got back to the United States and developed the film, I thought, wait a minute. Hold on here. Wait a minute. We're going the wrong way here. And you oh. know, it's one of those, you, you had one shot. You know, you had one shot at it because I'm not putting them all on a plane and go back and do it again, you know. It's one thing if you had the digital copy, you walked walked a block away. Hey, we got to go back quick. Yeah, yeah no, I... I uh, <laughs> oh. So wait a minute. It's the 50th anniversary. Why mm-hmm. didn't they... 
you know, create an event around this instead of having people block traffic. Well, I think that was the event. Oh. I think that was the event. All right. Remember how that album cover stirred up so much controversy because Paul McCartney was barefoot? I oh, don't. that had to be a sign that he was dead. And, oh, the rumors back then were incredible. Really? Yeah, and if you played I Am a Walrus backwards, it says Paul is dead. And it's just all kinds of crazy stuff was going on. But, yeah, I got that picture just like that just in my like house. Just like that, huh? Framed and everything, but we're going, that going way. the wrong way. Going the wrong way. And you're a detail guy. Yeah. <laughs> did the best I could. Yeah, you did. Uh, who is this? Phil writes, I was listening to uh, Lori and Julia. Julia. Really? On Friday. Huh. Uh, was Pat on that day? And this is a guy. I okay. don't know why he was listening. I don't mean I don't mean to be. Sure. No, but it's, just, it's, that's it's, not really their demo. They're, they're marketing to women. Sure. Yeah. They were talking about Marjorie Johnson. Hmm. Between uh, the tall one, that'd be uh, Lori. That's Lori. Talking mostly about herself, turning everything into sexy time. Yeah, that's pretty much the case. And the short one, that'd be Julia, not paying attention and mispronouncing simple words like blue ribbon and baker. (laughs) (laughs) She does that. How do you mispronounce baker? I don't know. They managed to give Garage Logic, not Jay Leno, credit for the soon-to-be centenarians rise to fame really yeah wow thank you Lori well, and julia and you know what they're they've always been fans of you remember I, how many back in the days when we were down in the studio how many times they'd want to come up and chat yeah well i i <laughs> the long one the tall one found us the other day remember oh yeah she cornered us wow look at your new studio I, she had to get back there uh Jim writes, a while back there was a discussion. I guess this is, I'm turning this into pretty much positivity. You really are. A while back there was a discussion about how the northern lights are not visible below a certain latitude. Well, this morning, this is dated uh, Wednesday, August 7th, yesterday. Well, this morning the northern lights were on full display during my early morning run in Somerset, Wisconsin. Well, definitely not as brilliant as they are uh, farther north. You can certainly see them at our latitude. Good luck. That's fantastic. That is really cool. You'd miss it, though, of course. Well, but no, not if I was out for an early morning run in Somerset. I probably couldn't have avoided it. But that's pretty far away from the country's tallest buildings. Yeah, it is. You're and right. And they wouldn't have any light uh, intrusions. Uh, hey, Joe, love the podcast, writes Mark. Mayor, I've been sitting on this thought for a while. Back when you played the audio clip of disrespectful children marching into a Senator, was Senator Feinstein's, Feinstein's office yep. in California. Mm-hmm. And yelling at her, the first time I heard it, I totally agreed with your take on it. But the second time I heard it, I thought I truly believed that this politician was responsible for ruining the earth and any future I might have. I found that their response was appropriate. Mr. Mayor, do you think that there is a link to what happened over the weekend to uh, having a group of kids who have been taught for the last 30 years that there is no hope to save the planet, that they have no future or at Whoa. best will not be as good as their parents. I would love to hear your thoughts. It's an interesting question. Wow. Well, but I would answer it this way. Uh, the, these are kids uh, who, if they have no hope for the future, there's a couple of reasons. One, they've neglected their, their faith uh, or have never been offered an exposure to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or two, uh, well, maybe that's not two. If you if you believe you have no future because you are ruining the earth, uh, it's because you've substituted that belief for uh, an absence of uh, belief in God. That would be my would be my suspicion. Wow, and, that's and, an interesting link. And Diane Feinstein has nothing to do with that. That's uh, uh, I thought maybe he was going to get more to the point that the behavior of those children uh, again. Uh, lack of respect for authority, mm-hmm. uh, lack of decorum, lack of respect for elders, uh, a, 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 uh, a focus of such self-involvement. that they, How long would it take you to dig that up? Give me a second. Uh, a focus on such self-involvement. Uh, boy, that's a good point. That, that, that video is a link to, to what's going on. Uh, a lack of respect for the institutions. Well, we're seeing it in surveys. Young people have these uh, tremendous problems with uh, displaying respect for authority, including uh, 
law enforcement. Give me about 15 seconds. Yeah, and I'm I'll fine. Have it. This was, I don't know, maybe a year ago? This no, because no, it was from the podcast. February 23rd of 2019. Yeah, and it's a group of school kids who go to uh, Senator uh, Feinstein's office, Feinstein, Feinstein, I never get it right. Bill Stein will correct me. Uh, out in California, and uh, they, rather than have a civil conversation, uh, they begin to uh, harangue her. Deal. We are trying to ask you to vote yes on the Green New Deal. Okay, I'll tell you what. We have our own Green New Deal. Some scientists have said that we have 12 years to turn this around. Well, it's not going to get turned around in 10 years. What we can do Senator, if this doesn't get turned around in 10 years, you're looking at the faces of the people who are going to be living with these consequences. The government is supposed to be for the people and by the people and all the You know what's interesting about this group? Is I've been doing this for 30 years. I know what I'm doing. You come in here and you say it has to be my way or the highway. I don't respond to that. I've gotten elected. I just ran. I was elected by almost a million vote plurality. And I know what I'm doing. So, you know, maybe people should listen a little bit. I hear what you're saying, but we're the people who voted you. You're supposed to listen to us. That's your, How old your are you job. How old I'm are 16. You I well, can't you didn't vote. vote for me. Well, she, I'm she voted. It doesn't matter. We're the ones well, who are going to be impacted. Something. It doesn't we're matter. We're going to be the ones who are impacted. Ooh. I understand that. I have seven grandchildren. I understand it very well. Senator, the cost of and not taking this action is far higher than the cost of what the Green New Deal will be. And there is enormous popularity for this bill around okay. the whole this country. This is mental illness. Here's and we're asking you to be brave and do this for us and for your grandchildren. That's the teacher, by the way. Yeah. I'm trying to do the best I can, which was to write a responsible resolution. Any plan that, that doesn't take bold, transformative okay. action is not going to be what we need. Well, we need you know better than I do. So I think one day you should run for the Senate. Great. And I then you do it your you, way. But by that time, you. in the meantime, by that time, there's gonna I be just, a big I just won a big election. Turn it off. I can't take it anymore. Well, it's good because it just got over with. That's mental illness. Well, what I, the, the part that really irritates me is how not one person lets the other person finish. No. It's just, it's just a constant yelling to get their own personal point across. Time for my favorite quote. Just a minute. Oh. Got to go get it. You got to get your quote. Oh, is this the one? That relates to the. Uh, you, we need to read this every yeah, we really do. It was the, I believe it was the Associated Press story from 19, was it 1989? Associated Press story from 1989. Is that the one you're digging oh, up? No. Oh. Here I come. All right. I'm back. The mayor's back. We have nice compact quarters here. <laughs> I could run out and find this uh, from Quadrant Magazine Climate's Uncertainty. That's right. Uh, principal, and let me find what I think I should be reading, I guess, once a week. Uh, this is a quote from Garth Paltridge, the author of The Climate Caper, Facts and Fallacies of Global Warming. He's a uh, an astrophysicist and a uh, highly educated, uh, don't I have his background here? I mean, he's not a right-wing talk show host. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Give me the name again. I can look up his Garth. Uh, Paltridge, P-A-L-T-R-I-D-G-E. The bot? Go ahead. uh, Garth is a retired Australian atmospheric physicist, uh, professor and honorary research fellow at the Institute of Antarctic and Southern Ocean Studies, University of Tasmania. The bottom line of politically correct thought on the matter, the thought that we must collectively do something drastic now to prevent climate change in the future, is so full of holes that it brings the overall sanity of mankind into question. For what it is worth, one possible theory is that mankind, 
or at least that fraction of it that has become both overeducated and more delicate as a result of a massive increase of its wealth in recent times, has managed to remove the beliefs of existing religions from its consideration, and now it misses them. As a replacement, it has manufactured a set of beliefs about climate change that can be used to guide and ultimately to control human behavior. The beliefs are similar to those of the established religions and that they are more or less unprovable in any, in any strict scientific sense. Oh, I got to play this right here. I think, what? I love that. Yeah, isn't that wonderful? And, and he, Garth knows more than that uh, that smug uh, uh, teacher. Second grade teacher, yeah. How about the one where she said, how old are you? 16. Well, you didn't vote for me then. The significant point in this cost-benefit business is that there is virtually no certainty about any of the numbers that are used to calculate either the likely change of climate or the impact of that change on future population. In essence, it is simply assumed that all climate change is bad, that the current climate is the best of all possible climates. Furthermore, there is little or no recognition in most of the scenarios that mankind is very good at adapting to new circumstances. It is more than likely that if indeed climate change is noticeably bad, Bad, the future population will adjust to the changed circumstances. If the change is good, the population will again adapt and become richer as a consequence. If the change is a mixture of good and bad, the chances are that the adaptive processes will ensure a net improvement in wealth. This for a population which, if history is any guide and for reasons entirely independent of climate change, will probably be a lot wealthier than we are. Perhaps the whole idea of being fair to the people of the future should be reversed. Perhaps they can easily afford to owe us something in retrospect. And again, the bottom line of politically correct thought on this matter, the thought that we must collectively do something drastic now to prevent climate change in the future, is so full of holes that it brings the overall sanity of mankind into question. For what it's worth, one possible theory is that mankind, or at least that fraction of it that has become both overeducated and more delicate as a result of a massive increase of its wealth in recent times, has managed to remove the beliefs, has managed to remove the beliefs of existing religions from its consideration, and now it misses them. As a replacement, it has manufactured a set of beliefs about climate change that can be used to guide and ultimately to control human behavior. The beliefs are similar to those of the established religions and that they are more or less unprovable in any strict scientific sense. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Hey, idea. Yes. I know we don't do the, if I had a million dollars anymore. Right. You were just talking about the the new religion. Yeah. If I was Fratelloni, we should give him this tip. Yeah. You know what he should sell in his store? You, know, you get the radon kit, the the climate change thermometer. Ooh. He, think how much money he would sell. Or how much money he would make selling these things? Well, just call them reg- just there'd be regular thermometers. You just call them the climate change <laughs> the thermometer. The climate change thermometer, frat. You owe me and Such oh, a million bucks. That is amazing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. We have the beer show tonight. I'm gonna tell him that because many of his locations are located where Euphorians live. Oh, right in the heart. <laughs> they would eat, snap that up. Hey, I need an audio challenge. Oh, for Positive Thursday. Yes, you do, and I have one. Uh huh. You know what I love about. Um, Positive Thursday. What do you love about it? Is how willing everyone is to help us kind of trip up the mayor. Although we didn't we get a suggestion that we should throw a positive item at you instead? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to stick with the uh, the old format if you don't mind. Yeah. And we're going to head to Atlanta, Georgia, sir. All right. This isn't going to take much to set up. All right. My goal is to see how long you're going to be able to take this audio before you tap out. All right. All right so I'm going to. Ch- I'm. This is my challenge to you. All I right. want to see how long the mayor can stand this particular audio. All okay, right. Okay. Just a minute. I'm going to let you get. Set is this up the there. socialist convention? Dang it! Huh? How did you know? Well, we played it the other day on the show. Was I gone? <laughs> did you play it on Monday when I was not here? I think it was Monday. Oh! But go ahead. People haven't heard it. Go okay, ahead. so this is the Democratic Social Convention in Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. On da, 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 August 5th of 2019. Yep. Here we go. Radio. 
Uh, quick point of privilege. Quick point um, of personal privilege. Yes. Um, guys, uh, first of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's raw fresh and ready to go, but can we please can't just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Wait, well, here are the guys who say don't use gender pronouns. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronouns? Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Quick okay. point of privilege once no, again. Turn it off. Quick point of privilege <laughs> once again. I can't. Uh... What I love is the feeding. I posted this to the GL of Facebook page. Mm-hmm. I know there's there's a, a many a GLer that are not on the Facebook. Mm -hmm. The GLer's comments were so outstanding. Really, below that, uh, we got some mileage out of that one. Oh, Dang it! I'm sorry, I missed that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know that you guys had played that already. Well, here's the sad part. We either played it when you weren't here. No, I know you. Or didn't. you need some no, scan no, money. No, I know you didn't. Well, you couldn't have because this happened on the fifth, which what day was is this? today's this is the eighth. Yeah. The fifth was Monday. So that's when you guys played this. Or that's what, I'm sorry, that's when it was posted to YouTube. It was posted to YouTube May yeah. 5th. And uh, I, I believe that it was that you guys did it on Monday because a, a number of people sent this in. So right. I, I, I must have missed that you guys had played this on Monday. Yeah, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt there. Oh. I'm not going to put coins in the bucket. Because I would have enjoyed that too much just watching you squirm in your chair. It was uh, it was frightening. <laughs> it's three just frightening. long. I only made it to the 32nd oh, mark. Oh, it's terrible. Say, recall yesterday we were noting that last night, uh, Wednesday, uh, August 7th, uh, the Minneapolis Park Board was going to hear from the public. That's right. Uh, regarding uh, changing the names of streets around Bidet Makaska, mm -hmm. which was known as Lake Calhoun. Uh, well, the positivity is some people uh, showed up. Pushback. A little bit. Uh, in recent years, three government bodies signed off on changing the lake's name, but in April, the Minnesota Court of Appeals sided with plaintiffs in a lawsuit that ruled that the State Department of Natural Resources has had exceeded its authority. But that ruling does not affect the street names, which are within the park board's purview. The agency says 57% of people uh, who were polled at a recent request for public comment support renaming the streets. 33% oppose it. More than a dozen people commented in person. Most have addresses that would be affected, and they all oppose the change. Uh, John Bereska, who lives on West Calhoun Boulevard, said switching to West Bidet Makaska Boulevard would be a hassle. Please consider the cost and time this would be required to make this change. New driver's licenses, new passports, new professional licenses, he said. Uh, Berestka told commissioners spelling and pronouncing the name is a hardship. He proposed simply dropping Calhoun from the street names, but not adding Bidet Makaska. Other opponents said the plan is undemocratic and the time and the resources would be better spent elsewhere. But those comments drew a sharp rebuke mm. from Park Commissioner Latricia Vitaw. She says Calhoun's name is an affront to her personally as a descendant of enslaved people. I know that a lot of you feel like it's going to be a challenge to change addresses, but guess what was extremely challenging? Slavery. Guess what is even more challenging? Living as a black person in this world that was built on slavery, Vitas said. Wow. The park board is expected to take a final vote on the plan August 21st. The board has not set a timeline for changing the names. Well... I, I, I like Vito's chances to get the street names changed. Oh, it's going to happen. Yeah, For yeah. sure it's going to happen. So her her point about how difficult it is, well, then she nothing will satisfy her. Doesn't sound like she it. She will just continue to find things that makes it, in her world, difficult to live in. Doesn't sound like it. Ladasha? Latricia. Uh, Latricia. Whatever. I think it was Latricia. I can I can tell you. I can be straight with that. Uh... uh La Trisha. La Trisha. La Trisha. Mm -hmm. uh, are you going to make a? Uh, it's not. I keep thinking this is Friday. There's still time to make a, a run to Grunhoffers for the I, weekend. I think I am going for sure this well, weekend because I got to get the tri-tip. Well, they're doing slider patties now. Oh no, I got to get slider patties. Mm -hmm. I'm making bacon a list. And, bacon and cheddar slider patties. Uh, lasagna brat. How's that? A brat burger. How's a brat burger sound? That sounds pretty good. Uh, you were talking about. I know what you're talking about. You're talking about. Uh, uh, the beef tri-tip roast. I love tri-tip, and I can't even imagine how great it is at Grunhofer's. Hickory smoked salmon, pastrami made in-house, but the uh, specialty of the bazaar, 
well, they're all great, but the specialty of the bazaar is 130 different flavors of pork brats at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market in Hugo, at the north uh, end of Hugo, right on Highway 61. Also beef brats, chicken brats, bacon, ham, steaks, roasts, everything. Mm-hmm. Cheeses. They even... Sauces. Chicken breasts. They're mm-hmm. the size of Nerf footballs. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely fantastic. I have one more positivity note. Grunhofer's old ma- uh, OldFashionedMeatMarket.com. We had a name ruling yesterday on the name Delta. Yes. You got some pushback on this one, I see. Well, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey notes Delta is a name that's never found huge mainstream success and has downright fallen off the name charts into obscurity. It's the fourth letter in the Greek alphabet and a geographic term, neither of which are particularly compelling reasons to name your daughter Delta. <laughs> I think what the Chief Offsite Correspondent doing is is uh, is providing a little support for the mayor's decision oh. to foghorn a little Delta. Okay, so the opposite of pushback. And then he said, P.S., how in the world did you not attack her father for having the name Parker. We did. Yeah, I think we did. You did, Kelsey. Aren't you listening? We foghorned. Uh, we foghorned Dad. In fact, wasn't the? Uh, I feel bad foghorning a six-month-old kid, but I've hey, done worse. That's the rules. Yeah, I'm Them's sorry. The rules. That, that was the rules. I've done worse. What was the uh, the the Revenge of the Nerds frat frat? Weren't they Delta something Delta? Uh. I have no idea. Is was it Animal House Delta something? Oh, maybe that's what I'm thinking. I think of. you're thinking of uh, Animal House. On Wednesday, Minnesota Governor Tim Walz signed an executive order launching new actions and accountability for children, which will be led by a new children's cabinet. Well, I think that's great. Get the kids in there. Get the kids hey, in there early. We couldn't do any worse. You get the kids in there early. <laughs> the children's cabinet will be charged with taking data-driven and results-oriented approach to ensuring the state systems are aligned around services and opportunities for Minnesota children. Well, I, I think that's fantastic. Let the uh, little let the little rugrats run around the Capitol and, and and figure stuff out. I think that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we've had a children's cabinet since 1993, and they'll work on healthy beginnings, childcare and education, well-being, housing stability. Uh, the children's cabinet uh, has was established, as I said, in 1993. Uh, its work varied under different administrations, and uh, Governor Dayton reestablished it in 2011. There's a guy we got to find, by the way. Tim Mark Walls. Dayton. No, no, Mark Dayton. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think Rookie has reached out, but didn't he take some time off just out of the light for health reasons? Oh, hell, it's been uh, 10 months well, I or whatever. Suppose it has been. I, I'd love to have him in for a chat just for the hell of it. Wouldn't it be fun? It would be fun because yeah. Governor Dayton has always been uh, generous with his time with mm-hmm. this show. Mm-hmm. So, uh, really quick. Yeah. Back to the uh, what a Democrat socialist convention is like. Yeah. The way I phrased it on the Facebook page was, yeah. let's play a game, GLers. I made it to about the 24-second mark. Right. John writes, made it the whole way, Reeves, although I paused four times for a beer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just difficult to listen to, isn't oh, it? Is that still available for GLers to go find? Yep, it's on the Garage Logic Facebook page. I believe it's the third post down. I put this up on what, the What sixth. determines the difference between the Garage Logic Facebook page and the Garage Logic website? Well, the the website hosts the the show, the downloads, things like that. But the reason I like using the GL Facebook page is it provides an avenue for GLers to kind of interact with one another. All right. Like, for instance, this way, where they can comment, and some, sometimes they get a little bit uh, I get you. aggressive, but they're hilarious. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. I like hearing from the All GLers. Right. Uh, by the way, how many uh, how many locations, RF Moeller? Three. Okay. Ford in Cleveland and St. Paul, yep. 50th in France in Edina, and Gavaday Common in downtown Minneapolis. Any battery, right? If you drive your Not uh, a S10? lawn tractor battery. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, watch like battery. That. Watch battery. Key fob battery, maybe. Gotcha. Uh, if you missed it, check us out, garagelogic.com. Also, don't forget to uh, rate us on Apple iTunes. We love feedback from you, gracious GLers. We'll do this again tomorrow. Until next time, garagelogic.com.